Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. My name is Jason Hammer. Big Nige is out. The gun guy, Guy Relford, in today. So earlier today, when he wasn't butchering the name of a Supreme Court justice or (laughs) not knowing the name of someone he's singing happy birthday to, Joe Biden speaking at a couple different Martin Luther King Jr. events. And it didn't take him long to transition from a peaceful message of equality to gun control and anti-police rhetoric. I mean, it went pretty quick here. So here is Joe Biden talking about guns in his Martin Luther King Jr. speech. I'm going to get assault weapons banned. I did it once, I'm gonna do it again. There's no social redeeming value. Deer aren't wearing Kevlar vests out there. What the hell you need a assault? No, I'm serious. And ban the number of bullets and go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an RAR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Think about the rationale for this. It's about money. I'm going. So first of all, if you bought a case of beer for every time he's made that stupid deer and Kevlar joke, you could open up your own liquor store. But there's an awful lot to unpack there, guy. And I look at your face. You don't look like a happy man right now. Well, it, it gets so old. And, 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 and when he gives that speech, you know, every single one of his points, uh, you know, are so easily refuted. And it just makes me wonder why his handlers don't take him aside and say, you know, what 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 you're saying is simply ridiculous. Whatever credibility you might cling to disappears more every time you make this speech. I mean, you know, the Second Amendment is not about hunting deer. It never has been. You know, when 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 the founders of this great country wrote the Second Amendment, um, they weren't hearkening back to the beginning uh, of the Revolutionary War when Paul Revere ran through the countryside saying, the deer are coming, the deer are coming. Now, the people that would argue against that say, well, the Founding Fathers also were talking about muskets, not big, strong pieces of, you know, firearms. They were talking about the, the, the most modern technology of the day, the same technology used by the standing army. And with that analogy, that metaphor, that's exactly what we're talking about here. And, and, and you know, and this idea that, well, you know, you could never stand up to the, you could never stand up to tyranny uh, because we would simply pummel you with our technology in the military. You know what, you know, you know me and you and I both, Jason, have unlimited respect for the United States military, but we, we, we fought a year for over 20 years. We fought a war, I should say, for over 20 years against 20,000 guys with rifles in Afghanistan. And we ended up leaving. 
And, and that's because fighting against an indigenous population is incredibly difficult. No, no longstanding war against an indigenous population has ever been successful from Vietnam to Afghanistan and otherwise. How about taking on 100 million gun owners in America versus 10,000 guys in Afghanistan? And again, I'm not saying it ever comes there. I'm saying what the motivation of the founders was in protecting our right to bear arms. And that's to, and that, and that's to, to protect uh, a free state and a free state is standing up to tyranny. But, but every time he gives that speech, it's just, it's just so old and tired and ridiculous um, that not only it makes me, me angry, but it, but it makes me frustrated that he keeps rolling it out. Bragging about how the government yeah. would just own the people is exactly why the Constitution was written the way that it was. I- I- exactly right. You know, necessary for the security of a free state. Uh, those are the words. That's why we need a Second Amendment. And the fact that, that he would roll his eyes at that and mock that, talking about deer, just tells you how out of touch this dude really is. He does that damn deer joke at every major speech, whether it's MLK, whether it's State of the Union, campaign, debates. He thinks it's still fresh. Oh. Like when we play a repeat of Hammer and Nigel Records, we tell you. Like Joe Biden still thinks it's fresh and funny and people haven't heard it. He's everybody's senile uncle and grandpa at this point. Well, that's right. And he says things like, well, you know, there's a limit of three or five rounds, depending on state, when you go duck hunting. And so, my gosh, we do a better job of of protecting ducks uh, than uh, we do humans in this country because of the high capacity magazines that we have. And he's again, he's talking about duck hunting. And, And I always laugh at that one, roll my eyes and say, Mr. President, the ducks don't shoot back. (laughs) there's a there's a very legitimate distinction between what we're talking about here right it's just it's the same old bs and 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 it's tiresome and and listen if he thinks he can pass an assault weapon ban in this congress or before even the democrats show him the door or the voters do generally in 2024 got news coming not in the next two years you're not not with a republican controlled house and not was still requiring 60 votes in the Senate. So assault weapon ban isn't going to happen. It's going to happen after that. I sincerely doubt it. But if it would, which I don't think it ever would, if it would, this Supreme Court would snap it into like a twig. Because this Supreme Court, especially since the Heller decision, which did not exist in 1994 when he and his Democrat cronies passed the first assault weapon ban, the Supreme Court of the United States has spoken very clearly. Say, Weapons that are commonly used for lawful purposes uh, are protected by the Second Amendment. That law didn't exist in 1994. It exists today, and it squarely, clearly protects something like an AR-15 that, in fact, is the most commonly used and owned rifle in America. And shortly after talking about gun control, he shifted to being very passive-aggressive against the police department. Now, first of all, I think it's very insulting to have this type of speech pandering to the black audience because it's a Martin Luther King Jr. speech. There are black people who like guns. There are black people who support the police. As a matter of fact, the majority support the police. So it's kind of insulting to do this type of speech pandering, thinking you're going to get some cheap applauses out of it. Uh, But take a listen. Joe Biden saying that we have to retrain law enforcement. We have to retrain cops. As to why should you always shoot for de- with deadly force? The fact is, if you need to use your weapon, you don't have to do that. And look, to call a fresh approach to recruit and how we recruit, how we hire, how we train, how we promote, and how we retain, retain law enforcement. So Joe Biden thinks that 
when it's chaos and there's a bad guy trying to kill you, it's a a cop's job to just try to shoot him in the leg or the foot. Like, and then you're going to say, well, we have a problem with recruiting. Well, hell, I wonder why, Joe. With that type of response, I wonder why. Well, that's antithetical to to, uh, everything that police officers are trained uh, or should be trained. Frankly, it's antithetical to how I even train civilians and how I've been trained. Because, listen, the gun, the gun doesn't come out of the holster, right? It doesn't come out of the holster unless you're faced with the need and the and the legitimate right and the justifi- justified right to use deadly force because there's a threat that threatens you or others with serious bodily harm or death. It's a standard. So once you meet that threshold and you're now being faced with serious bodily injury or death, do you want to try to shoot someone in a leg in the middle of in a, in a, you know in, in an incredibly tense situation in a situation where your your adrenaline's pumping? Absolutely not. Besides, by the way, shooting someone in the leg is deadly force. If there's a gun involved, it's deadly force. Second largest blood vessel in the body is in your leg. You get shot through the femoral artery. Unless you're in the emergency room, you're going to die. What's going to happen to that idiotic- Lawrence shootout? The, that guy and woman in Lawrence shooting at the cops. You shoot him in the leg. You think he's going to stop? Well, exactly right. Or, or let's even say, let's, let's take it back, you know, to my my heroic client Elijah Elliott in the Greenwood Park Mall. Okay, he's 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 across the mall. He's got to make a shot from forty yards away. He's thinking, oh wait a minute, the president tells me I have to make a leg shot from forty yards away while the guy is walking through the food court, <laughs> murdering people with an AR-15. You don't have to use deadly force. Shoot him in the leg. First of all, he's shooting people with an AR-15 in the food court. He's murdering people. He's mowing them down. He's killed three people in a matter of of, of, of literally 15 seconds. Are you going to now try to make that shot and shoot him in the leg, or do you end the threat and save innocent lives. You do the latter. And when you end the threat, you do that with extreme prejudice. You do that in a way that this is the most effective way to end the threat. Now, if you are never justified, police officer, civilian, anyone, if you're never justified in using deadly force, that doesn't mean you don't pull your gun and do something idiotic like shoot someone in the leg. It means the gun never comes out of the holster. Right. And that, that's the point. And, and that's like law enforcement 101. You don't draw your weapon unless it's absolutely needed. Yeah, well, that's and you don't consider any use of force with a firearm unless deadly force is justified, is I guess the way I'd put that. And so it's idiotic. It just shows you, again, how often do we use the term out of touch with this guy? It's just continuous. But it shows you how out of touch he is with reality and with law enforcement, and it's particularly the use of force protocols used appropriately by U.S. law enforcement all across the country. And to pander to the audience right there, somebody in Biden's inner circle said, all right, we're speaking to a group of African-Americans today. We're going to bash the police and we're going to bash guns. That's really going to win us some points. How insulting is that? Like, I don't know who's dumber, Joe Biden or the people who are pretending to be Joe Biden, the people that write his scripts, that write his speeches. This is the same idiot that said, if you want to scare away an intruder, you fire a couple shots up into the air. Oh, buy a shotgun. Yeah, we even said, get, it goes to the next step. It's, it's, I still am just, I, I, and I, and there's some great parodies, by the way, out on uh, YouTube and whatnot of this. One set to music, which is beautiful. But he says, no, I tell Jill, if we have an intruder, because we're in kind of a rural area, I say take a double-barreled shotgun, take, go out on the balcony on the second floor and fire two blasts into the air. <laughs> Fire two blasts because then you're going to scare anybody off. Okay, if you have a double barrel shotgun and you've just fired two shots, what do you now have? You have a club because it's empty. 
Okay. You've also told the intruder where you are. If the intruder intruder can see you, they know you have a double-barreled shotgun that's now empty. You have an empty gun. You've fired rounds into the air. Depending on what kind of shotgun shells you have, say that's uh, something big like a slug or double-odd buck, those projectiles have to come down somewhere. Right. Where are those bullets landing? Which is criminal recklessness with a deadly weapon. So you've just committed a felony. You've unloaded your firearm. You told the bad guy where you are. And that's Joe Biden's uh, recommendation for home defense. Brilliant. He wants you, the officer, to shoot the bad guy in the leg when he's trying to kill you. That's right. But when he's home alone, he's like Tupac in a video, just firing his gun up right, in right, the right. air. Yeah, exactly. Officer shoots in leg, bad guy says, ow, and shoots officer in the head. That's brilliant. 